That's really interesting. I mean, this idea of, you know, feminism as, as a, as a threat, which yes, I'm, 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 I, one can, can deduce in Iran that it might be the threat because of heightened Western concern with feminism in ways that's co-opted for other opportunistic reasons and not sincere ones. But even here, even here in North America, feminism has been attacked as somehow uh, a rail of, of, of subversiveness in a very negative way, in a very negative way, so much that it's inspired the rise of men's rights movements who feel that women have asked for too much. So for whatever it's worth, obviously, I'm, I'm, I identify as a feminist as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you, you know, the sad but truth about your story is that your detention um, the, your harassment, the targeting of you, this, you know, your use as a pawn, um, in a broader power struggle between the, you know, what you describe as two governments is not unique to you. And in fact, from what I can see, there's a, about 11 other dual citizens, academics, journalists, and otherwise who are currently detained. Um, held in captivity by the regime. One of them was your cellmate, Nazanin Zaghari Ratcliffe, who was separated from a very young daughter upon her attempted departure from Iran. Um, and, you know, what, what does this tell us um, about you get to leave? You got to leave out of, after 112 days, but others have been sentenced to 10 years and still others like Nazanin, it's unknown what's going to happen. What does it tell us about um, this broader trend of targeting dual nationalists? Is it setting an example? Is it anxiety on the part of the regime? And then, you know, separately, what made your case different that you were able to actually come home? Well, there were several, several issues. When I... You know, targeting um, dual nationals are very much um, hostage taking. We have to remember that this is a regime that from the beginning negotiated politics based on hostage taking. And and that has become not that they have lost more legitimacy. They actually have uh, started to do this very often. I'm sure I would not have been let go if I was British or American dual national. Um, I happen to be a Canadian and my other citizenship uh, was Irish, neither of which politically were as valuable to them. The question of Nazanin was really sad because um, I only was with her for one night because they usually don't put political um, detainees together. But Nazanin and I were together for one night with, when they brought me from my... Um, my cell to because I think they were inspection in the prison and they didn't want me to be on in an individual cell. So that night I talked to her, although they had told her not to talk about her case with anyone, but I understood that she had also signed document because they they um, encouraged her to sign the document telling her if she does all these things they'll send her home and she can unite with her daughter whom for whom she was very upset. She was crying most of the time. I saw her in two, three other occasions. And each time, conversation mostly was around her daughter. And um, it's very sad to see her case. I mean, her case clearly is not even political. She, what 
I understood they accused her of seven years ago. She had been participating in a, in a workshop. And that, I mean, since then, she had been back and forth to run many times. But um, the problem is they, the British government owes some money, is a disputed sum to, to the um, to run and basically Revolutionary Guard is holding her hostage to in order to negotiate getting the the money back. And that was her case. But there are many other cases. See, in my case, um, also we have to remember that social sciences in Iran is a criminal activity. I mean, not necessarily just in Iran. I know in Middle East, social sciences are, are keen to um, spying, but uh, and uh, they don't know none of the states I know uh, actually appreciates uh, critical um, thinking and social science um, aspect. And so a lot of time people in Iran do research and they publish the research when they publish if if what they find out contradicts the state ideology, especially the non-elected body of the state, they end up in court and sometimes five or six years imprisonment. Um, I can give you the example of Dr. Ghazian, who actually did the research for which she was, he was asked by the parliament during 2003, 2000, I think 2002, 2003. But after he published his research, then they put him um, they took him to court and they gave him six years of imprisonment, after which, once he completed his imprisonment, he left Iran. So social sciences are not easy, easy um, interests in Iran. And a lot of people try to do research on areas that has no political implication, um, which also means that critical thinking, especially on current political issues, is not advancing inside the country. And dual nationals um, are in particular are worried when they go back to Iran if they have been involved in research. Um, and that's actually one of the other things. They, they, they don't want people who, who intellectuals and researchers go back to Iran and propagate um, their critical views. Um, even for with most academics, that is true. Uh, true. So this is an unfortunate thing for the Iranian research community.